Okay, I want to, if you turn your Bibles to uh, Psalm 78. Psalm 78. <clears throat> and we'll read just a couple of verses. Psalm 78, and we'll read verses 35 to 42. Psalm 78, and verse 35 to 42. <clears throat> and it says, <clears throat> And they remembered that God was their rock, and the high God, their Redeemer. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouth, and they lied unto him with their tongues. For their heart was not right with him, neither were they steadfast in his covenant. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yea, many a time turned he his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. For he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passeth away, and cometh not again. How oft did they provoke him in the wilderness, and grieve him in the desert? Yea, they turned back and tempted God, and limited the Holy One of Israel. They remembered not his hand, nor the day when he delivered them uh, from the enemy. Shall we bow in prayer and ask God to bless our time this evening? Father, we, <clears throat> we pause in your presence this evening, and we thank you uh, for this uh, uh, moment we can gather together. And we can share, we can meet, we can worship you in song. <clears throat> for you are worthy, you are worthy, Lord, tonight. We thank you for thy word which we can uh, carry with us and open it freely. We can sing of it, we can preach it, we can shout it out, Lord, here. And we thank you for that freedom tonight, Lord. And we pray while that freedom stands that <clears throat> you would uh, grant us boldness to do this. And Lord, help us to lift our voices. Lord, there's times when we may not feel like singing but Lord we have that wonderful privilege to sing and Father I know of people tonight who would love to sing Lord they would love to sing and lift up their voices but if they do they would be arrested and, and uh, thrown into prison and beaten and tortured uh, for singing uh, praises to thee and so Lord we have a wonderful privilege tonight we pray Lord you would give us a listening ear and an attentive heart to thy word tonight Lord, there are many tonight who would love to have a Bible. Lord, they would love to read us. They would love to study us. They would love to be seated on the sound of the gospel tonight. But Lord, they can't be because they haven't, don't have a Bible. <clears throat> and Father, we pray for thy scriptures to go forth, <clears throat> whether it be in printed form or in the airwaves. And Lord, it would do work in people's lives, even tonight, we ask. And so we thank you again. Thank you for these verses we've read. We pray that you would meet with us tonight and you would grant us a blessing from on high, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Psalm 78. <clears throat> it's a, a psalm that I love, love to read. <clears throat> and there's one verse that has bothered me for some time, okay? And has gone over and read it over and over and over and over again for a couple of years in a row. And eventually, 
You know, I took time to sit down and, and, and read it and study it and look into it. And it's, it's verse 41. Verse 41, it says, it says, Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. It says they turned back and tempted God <clears throat> and limited the Holy One of Israel. <clears throat> and I've read that over and over and over again. Now that word limited, let me tell you what it, <clears throat> what it means. It's used three times in the scriptures. The word, this word limited is used once here in Psalm 78 and verse 41. And it's limited. Uh, it's used once in 1 Samuel 21 and verse 13. Where it's rendered uh, uh, scrabbled. Almost like scribbling. Okay. And the third time is used in Ezekiel chapter 9 and verse 4. Where it's rendered set. S-E-T. Set. Which means about setting a mark. And let me explain what. Uh, what the word really means, okay? When you put all that together and you understand the Hebrew of it, the idea behind the word is to set a mark or to draw a line in the sand or in the dust, okay? <clears throat> so it's like a man um, going so far and then kneeling down, bending down and putting a mark on the ground and saying, I'm going no further. I'm setting a mark, and I'm not going to go beyond that line. Now, in order for us to understand the passage, what the verse we've just read, we must uh, go back to uh, the book of Numbers for a few moments. And uh, so if you turn to the book of Numbers in chapter 13, uh, verse 25, Numbers uh, chapter 13, and <clears throat> verse 25, <clears throat> And it's speaking about these spies that has returned <clears throat> from spying out the land of Canaan. <clears throat> the spies have just returned. Numbers chapter 13 and verse 25 it says, And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, and said, We uh, came from unto the land, whether thou sendest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Okay? So here's these twelve spies, and they have come back from the land of Canaan, that brought back fru fruit from the land. <clears throat> and the verse 27 says, <clears throat> And they said, Surely it floweth with milk and honey. Okay? Surely it floweth with milk and honey. Now the Lord had just said that, and you don't have a turn there, but in Leviticus chapter 20 and verse 24, it says, But I have said unto you, ye shall inherit their land, and I will give it unto you to possess it, a land that floweth with milk and honey. God had promised them. God had promised them this land. And God had said it's a land that floweth with milk and honey. Now here's the spies come back and said, Yes, we can testify it's a land that floweth with milk and honey. In fact, here's the fruit of it. Okay? Here's the fruit. And they, they brought the fruit back and they said, taste it and try it. Now, <clears throat> uh, your dear pastor has been out in Armenia and uh, he has tasted our fruit and the Armenian fruit is absolutely delicious. Okay? 
It's absolutely delicious fruit because we have the sun, we have the weather, and uh, we have all sorts of fruit in our garden, and it's just beautiful. If you were to come to visit us at certain times of the year, we could go to the, tr- to the, to the tree and pick a fresh apricot of, of our tree and feed it to you. Now, um, we could go and pick a, a fresh peach off the tree and feed it, or fresh apple, or fresh pomegranate, or uh, uh, um, 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 hazelnuts, walnuts, um, lots of things now, plums, uh, cherries in our garden, okay? We have beautiful fruit. And so I understand when these people came back and they had this fruit and said, look at the, f- it floweth with, with milk and honey. <clears throat> it's like nothing they have ever tasted. <clears throat> they had a glowing report. <clears throat> but look at verse 28, it says, it says, nevertheless. Verse 28, it says, nevertheless. And we find that there's 10 of the spies saying this, okay? <clears throat> As you study the passage, you would find 10 of them are saying this, nevertheless. And we find that doubt has begun to set in in their lives. Doubt has set in. <clears throat> nevertheless, okay, there's a lack of faith. That we see a lack of faith here. <clears throat> and don't forget that they have just been brought out of the land of Egypt where they've been held captive. Okay, 430 years. <clears throat> they have just come out from there. And they have just experienced these 10 plagues that was poured out upon Egypt and didn't touch God's people, never laid his hand upon them. They have just experienced the death angel that passed over their home as they killed the lamb and applied the blood to the doorposts and lintels. They have just <clears throat> escaped from Egypt. They have came to the Red Sea, excuse me, and they have, the Lord parted the Red Sea for them and they passed over, as the scriptures tells us, on dry ground. They passed over. That's a miracle in itself. And they have passed over and they look back and they seen uh, Pharaoh's army charging after them and they witnessed the destruction of Pharaoh's army just in a matter of seconds as the Lord closed the Red Sea in upon them and that was the end of them. They have just witnessed the Shekinah glory, the pillar of cloud that led them by day and the pillar of fire, fire by night. And friends, time after time after time after time they have just saw God's hand upon their lives. How God was leading them. How God was protecting them. How God was providing for them. Time and time again. And yet we find in this verse 28, it says, Nevertheless. Nevertheless. And we see that there is lack of faith. We see there was lack of faith. Nevertheless, it says in verse 28, that people be among them that dwell in the land and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. <clears throat> they, 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 um, uh, they are not willing to take that step of faith, we find. And <clears throat> we find that Caleb in verse 30 wants to go up. He says, we're ready to go. Let's go. Let's take them now. <clears throat> but verse 31, it says, but the men that went up with him said, this is the, 11, the, the 10 spies, it says, we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And I see that as the crux of the problem for the people, for these 10 spies. 
I see that as the problem for them. <clears throat> because we, si we see that it says, it says, we be not able to go up against them. For they are stronger than we. And the friends, don't, don't forget that God has just promised. God has just promised them this land. The land that flows with milk and honey. And he says, I'll be with you. I've been with you every step of the way. Go. And Caleb, of course, and Joshua said, we can do it. But the ten said, no, we can't. We can't do it in our own strength. And that was the problem. They were going to do it in their own strength. That was the crux of the problem. <clears throat> and verse 32 says, And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, Okay, they brought up an evil report of the land. They have just, in verse 27, given a glowing report. Yes, it's a land that floweth milk and honey. Yes, this is the fruit of it. Taste it. And now they've brought up an evil re report. And now we see in chapter 14 and verse 1 that the people that's with them, which probably could number maybe one million or one and a half million, and all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. We see that the people, they listened to the ten spies, and they took on their lack of faith. They took on their lack of faith, and they cried in despair. And verse 2 says, And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God that we had died in this wilderness? They said, it's better if we had died in Egypt. It's better if we had died in this wilderness as we're passing through. And friends, they have forgotten what God has done for them. They have forgotten uh, the past miracles that God has just reached down from heaven and mighty miracle after miracle after miracle. And they have just forgot. Even though it was just a couple of weeks back, just a short time back, they have forgotten. And they said, let us just die in the wilderness. And, you know, without Christ, there's no hope. Without Christ, there is no hope. <clears throat> and I remember going to a funeral uh, in our, uh, to our neighbors back in Armenia, and a young boy, 20 years of age, who died. Uh, and uh, his mummy uh, came out of the house as they were carrying the, the opened coffin. And the mummy was crying out, said, Oh God, what have you done? Now, I knew the woman. I knew her son. Uh, briefly, and uh, uh, there was no uh, godliness in their life. They had no time for God. But as soon as the boy was dead and in his coffin, the mummy was crying, Oh God, what have you done? She blamed God for uh, he was uh, pumping uh, petrol into his, into his veins. And uh, he was, uh, uh, then he lit his cigarettes and he kind of blew up. Okay, he went on fire. He died. But, oh God, what have you done? And God got the blame for this young man. When, in fact, in his whole life, there was no mention of God. And then, a couple of years back, we were home here, and we went to a funeral of a sister, dear sister, up in Portadown. And she had a uh, whole uh, funeral planned out, because she knew she was dying. She was dying of cancer, and she had everything laid out. Who was going to speak and what songs were going to sing and where should she be buried? And she, she went 
I went home to glory with a smile on our face and a wonderful testimony. And we went to her funeral and we stood by her graveside. We walked away with her, her, her brother and her sisters. And we walked away rejoicing. We walked away with smiles on our face because they said, you know, Marion wouldn't want us to be standing here grieving for her. They said she's in a far better place. She's in glory tonight. She's with Christ tonight. And there's no need for us to, 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 to mourn and suffer here. She's with Christ with us far better. And as I sat and I, I looked at those two funerals, I said, you know what? There's no comparison. One had the hope of the gospel, and one had no hope whatsoever. And it's like these men here, these ten spies. It seems that they have no hope, and they have passed on this no hope to the whole congregation, and then now they have lost all hope. They have lost all hope. We, we read Psalm 78 and verse 42, and verse 42 says, They remembered not his hand. In verse 42, they remembered not his hand. And I say to you tonight, as we stand here, as I stand here and you sit there, that I, I trust you will never forget what God has done for you. If you're here tonight and you're saved, you should be thankful to, to God for us. If you're here tonight and God has touched you and changed your life, it doesn't matter how good you have been or how bad you have been, and God has changed you, then you should be thankful to God for us. And we should not forget. And never forget what God has done for you. I don't want you to be like these ten spies who have all, had all the many blessings of God upon their lives, but then they came to a little hurdle, and God has promised and they say, oh, no, we can't do it. That's not possible. The Bible says, with God, all things are possible. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Friends, we have a wonderful Savior tonight. We have a wonderful God tonight. And we should be thankful for what he has done and what he has given us. And we should not be ashamed to share it with others. Not be ashamed to share it with others. Look at verse 3 uh, of chapter 14. It says, And wherefore hath the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be a prey, were it not better for us to return unto Egypt? And here's these ten brave men who have, were strong and brave and went into the land of Canaan and the spied out. And now they have come back and now they're not man enough to go forward. Okay, and they, they're, they're shying away from their duties. And they've turned the whole congregation. And they're saying, you know what, we're strong enough to go forward, but what about our wives and our children? He says they're going to be a prey to the people of this land where we have come. They're going to be a prey. Well, let me tell you what God said. <clears throat> Look at verse 31 of the same chapter. It says, But your little ones, which ye said should be a prey, them will I bring in, and they shall know the land which ye have despised. And friends, God was listening to their conversation. You know what? God knows every word we speak. 
he remembers it. And he was listening to these men's conversation back in verse 3, where they said, oh, our wives and our children are at risk. And God says, oh, no, they're not. He said, you know, your wives and your children, and they will go into the promised land, and they will walk on the promised land that you have despised. The land that you have despised. And he said, for them, in verse 34, or verse 32, and as for you, your carcasses, they shall fall in this wilderness. And they thought they were real men, but yet God was going to sort them out for their disobedience. For not doing what they should have done, God was going to sort them out. Um, Let me turn back over to Psalm uh, 78 for a moment. So we see where we're coming from when we read this verse. Uh, Verse 40, How oft did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? Yea, they turned back and they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. In fact, back in chapter 14, it tells us that they, uh, they, they, they um, tempted him these ten times. They turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. You know what they did? <clears throat> what they did was they came along and they put a, a line in the ground as they were gathered. They put a line in the ground and they said, you know what? We're not going. God has said, this is a land that floweth in milk and honey. Go forth and possess it and I will give it to you. It was a promise. And they said, they drew a line on the ground and said, we are not going across that line. And the whole congregation behind them began to cry. And they took on their fear. And they said, we also will not cross that line. You know, as I was preparing this, I began to think about maybe great men. You can, you can put whoever name you want, whatever name you want. Um, men of old. Um, what about uh, D.L. Moody? If he had to come along and God had called him and said, I want you to become a preacher, a man of God. And D.L. Moody would say, well, you know, Lord, you have the wrong man. Because I can't really read or write. And uh, I, I'm, I'm very slow and uh, all these. He could have come along and said, you know, Lord, I am not the man. But you know, D.L. Moody took up the challenge. And he answered the call of God. And he went forth. And did a great work for God. We think of a man by the name of George Muller. Who did a great work amongst the orphanages in England and further afield. Something like 10,000 children. Orphans went through his orphanages. And what if if he had to say, Lord, I have no money. I have no money. I can't do this. I haven't done all these programs and things and uh, I can't, I could never do this. But he never said that. He went forth and he did it. What about, uh, here's one you may not know, but uh, a man by the name of Gregory. He's known as Gregory the illuminator. If you go to Armenia and you go into any church, you'll see his, his picture up on the wall. His name is Gregory 
the Illuminator. And Gregory was the first missionary to come out of Iran and to bring the gospel up into Armenia. In late 200s AD, he carried the gospel and he crossed two mountain ranges to get into Armenia and to preach the gospel in Armenia. Now, Gregory could have said, Lord, that's a difficult road. There's snow on those mountains and I may lose my life. I may die on the way. There's wolves in those mountains, which there is. There's wild dogs and they will kill me. I will never reach the land of Armenia. But friends, Gregory brought the gospel. He obeyed the call of God and he went and he brought the gospel to Armenia back late 200s AD. You know, all these men and, and people whom you know, whose names is in your mind, could have came along and drew a line in the sand and said, Lord, I'm not willing to cross the line. I'm not willing to go any further. I'm not willing to go to Armenia. I'm not willing to cross the waters to preach the gospel. I'm not willing. Lord, I'm the wrong person. And <clears throat> as the verse says, yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. And that's amazing. It's striking thought that, that these ten men could limit the work of God. That you could actually limit the work of God and hinder the work of God. And that's a striking thought. You know, we live in these last days, my friends, and, you know, we shall be busy for God. We shall be doing what we can. And we should not be hindering the work of God and not limiting the work of God. And I don't know where you're at. Um, I don't know if God has called you. I don't know if God has been speaking to you about something, about doing something for him. And uh, you know, I know, remember years back when I was in Bible school here in this very church, you know, God was calling me and I was putting a line down, Lord, I could never do that. And I was one of those people drawing a line in the sand. And God had to work in my life to show me that, yes, I could only do it through his power and his strength. And, and I was right, I could not do it in my own strength, but in his strength I could do it. And so I challenge you tonight <clears throat> that we would not be like these ten spies who tempted God, who limited God, and limited the work of God. And friends, it's recorded in all of history, their actions, recorded in the Word of God. And that's what they're recorded for. It says, yes, in verse 42, it says, they remembered not his hand, nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy. And it seems to go hand in hand. The limiting and the forgetting seems to go hand in hand. Friends, we need not to forget what God has done. And we need to remember what we're about. And that we're here as servants of the Lord. We're here as ambassadors for Christ. And we shall be doing all we can for the sake of the gospel. And so I trust that these few thoughts tonight will, will encourage our hearts <clears throat> that we would not tempt the Lord, that we would not limit him. We would never draw that line in the sand and say, 
I'm going no further. But we would go forth. We would go, both go forth in His strength and His power. And he, we know that He will bring the blessing. And He will bring the fruit. Okay, and so I trust that these few thoughts will encourage us tonight. Thank you.